So Proverbs chapter 22, uh, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from there. So there's a great promise in the Bible that if you'll train up a child in the way he's supposed to go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now notice it says when he is old, he will not depart from it. We get so caught up, we raise our children up, and they're, they're younger, and uh, they're going through all the, the problems that the world offers them, all the temptations the world offers them, and we know that they're going to fall, because, hey, listen to me, any of, were any of us perfect when we were 17? I made some of the stupidest decisions when I was in my 30s. I still make stupid decisions right now. But the point is, is that when, you, when you're a young man or woman growing up in the world, we're growing up... With the way the TV is, the way the world is, the way the music is, I, you know, it's, it's unbelievable that they're not worse than they already are. Especially when there's no in church influence in anybody's life, no godly influence in any TV or anything whatsoever. If, if we'll train up a child in the way he shall go, and when he is old, when he is old, he will not depart from it. So the promise is, is when they're older, that's when they're going to get back to where they should be. There's when it's promised. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes it when they're young. Amen. Nobody likes to be trained up when they're young. It's when you're old. So let's, let's look at God's way to raise up a child. God's way to raise up a child. Now, before I get going, I want to say this. This shouldn't be controversial. Amen. This shouldn't be a controversial sermon, but I hate to say this. It's probably going to be kind of controversial. We're living in a society that doesn't believe in spanking their kids. And I'm going to read you some verses that are going to be just as controversial as anything I preached on when I preached on homosexuality. We're living in a society that's calling evil good and good evil. We are. And the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, it says, Woe to them that call evil good and good evil. And that's the society we're living in. We're living in a society that doesn't teach or doesn't believe you should spank your kids, but believes a man should go into a women's bathroom. And if you're a business that don't allow that, you're going to get fined. We're losing that battle. But that doesn't change God's truth. That doesn't change what the Bible says. And that doesn't change what I'm going to preach. And it shouldn't be controversial, but I hate to say it, it is controversial to preach something like this. Look at ch chapter 22, look at verse 15. Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. So the first thing the Lord tells you you should do when you're raising your child is you need to spank them. You need to spank them. Spanking didn't kill any of us in here. A lot of y'all were spanked, and it didn't hurt you to get spanked. It did you good. I will tell you as my testimony coming from me, I didn't get spanked enough. I didn't get spanked enough. Look at Proverbs chapter 13. I want to show you some verses out of Proverbs on discipline. You need to discipline your children. There's one thing going on in the world today. There's no discipline in children. Children don't know any discipline. I don't know very many kids that say yes ma'am and no ma'am or yes sir and no sir. That was a discipline that was taught to us when I was younger. You, were, you did not dare talk to an adult without saying yes sir or no sir. Dare open up your mouth and say something to an adult and say yeah or nah. You didn't say stuff like that. You said yes sir or no sir. If I, my mom caught me doing something like that, I was in big trouble, big time. Big time trouble for acting that way. There's no discipline in kids today. There's no discipline in kids today. Look at Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24. He that spareth his rod hateth his son. The Bible says if you're sparing the spankings, you hate your son. He that spareth his rod hateth his son, but he that loveth him chasteneth him be times, many times. When it's proper, 
you're, you're spanking your kids. You're spanking your kids. You're giving your kids a spanking. I think back to when I was in high school, and I got a lot of spankings in high school. Y'all probably be uh, spats. I call them spats, and y'all might be surprised to find that out. I got a lot of spats when I was in high school, and I deserved every one of them. And you know what's funny about that? Now that I'm a grown man, I look back at those men that gave me spats, and I have respect for them. Everybody that laid a, laid a belt or laid a board to my back end, I respect them more than any other man. Ain't that crazy? You would think, oh, I hate them and I don't like them. No, I have, actually, I have a great love for them and a, lo a lot of respect for them. They love me enough to correct me. Amen. You need to have a love for your kids that you're not going to let them get away with what they're getting away with, and you're going to correct them, you're going to discipline them, and if it takes you spanking them, then you're going to spank them. And I don't care what any organization or psychologist tells you, if a psychologist tells you it's not right to spank, well, they're just wrong. I tell you, okay, and if you want to argue with me about psychologists, they know what they're talking about. Let me, let me point this out. They said not just but a few years ago that homosexuality was a disease, a mental disorder. They said it was a mental disorder. Were they wrong then or were they right? Yeah, okay, well, let's not. You, got, you can't have your cake and eat it too. I'll take the Bible. It's right every time. It's right every time. I'll take what the Bible says over anything as psychologists. And they're so wishy-washy about things. And that includes science and medicine. And they're so wishy-washy about things. You can't believe what they say because one day they say one thing. And the next day they say another. They're so wishy-washy on everything. And the Bible, it just shoots it straight down right there down the middle. Every time. It's the truth. And you can believe it. He that spareth his rod hateth his son. But he that loveth him chasteneth him. Be times. If you love your kids, you're going to discipline them. You're going to give them a spanking if they need it. What the world says is, spare the rod, spoil the child. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Some people think that's a Bible verse, <laughs> and that's not necessarily a Bible verse, but the Bible backs up that saying. That comes from, from knowing your Bible that if you do spare the rod, you are spoiling your ch children. There's nothing wrong with giving a child a spanking. There's nothing wrong with it. There, there's, that's good for them. It was good for me, and it's good for your children now, and your grandkids now. And the Bible says, and God says, a good way to raise your children is to spank them. And to make sure you spank them. Look at Proverbs 23. I'm going to show you some more verses. Proverbs 23, verse 13. Withhold not correction from the child. For if thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. <laughs> well, the Bible's pretty flayed right there. You know, you're spanking them and they're crying. Don't worry about it. They're not going to die. Nobody's died of some contusion on the rear end. The gluteus maximus has some kind of contusion and now they're going to die. They're never, nobody's ever died that way. Now, you can beat your children and you can take it too far, amen. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about beating them that way. We're talking about spanking them. What we call a spanking. When you have to tell them, hey, you shouldn't have done that. I told you not to do that. Now, bend over. I'm going to give you a spanking. All right, wherever, however you want to correct them, a hundred different ways, and I've heard of a hundred different ways, and sometimes I'm glad I didn't live with a parent like some of the people grew up living with them, but I've heard of people, you go out there and you get a switch. Go get me a switch. You ever heard of that happening? Yeah, no, y'all know what I'm talking about. Go get a switch, and you go out there, and you break off a switch, and you try to get the littlest, flimsiest thing you can find, and you find it real quick. That's more like a whip than anything else. And they'll, You know, there's an NFL player, uh, what's that guy's name? Peterson, Adrian, Adrian Peterson, one of the best running backs NFL's had in years and years and years, he whipped his kids, spanked him, got it with a switch, and they fined him and suspended him for a year, following what the Word of God said to do with your children. Your kid mouths off to you, spank them, switch them. 
You know what? No matter if the NFL, what the NFL says or what the psychologist says, God's word says you need to spank them. You need to spank them. Now, see, this is controversial because some of the stuff I'm telling you, we're living in a time that it could get you thrown in prison. It can. I know a guy, a young man I was working with. He's a young Spanish man. He was in Walmart, and his little girl was, I believe she was standing up in the cart. You know how you put them in the cart with their legs sticking out of the, of the grocery cart? And she would try to, she was kind of get up, trying to get up out of there. And he got tired of it. So what, what does he do? He does what he should have done. He spanked her rear end. He said, now I said to sit down. And he told her to sit down. And he said, some old hag, and I'll call her a hag, she comes running over there, and he said, gets in my face and says, don't you ever touch that child like that again. Right there in Walmart. Gets into his business. I can't repeat what he said to her. But I know he told her, you need to mind your own business. Amen. Amen. I agree with him. Now, this isn't even a kid that's going to church. This isn't even a kid. This kid just knows, hey, my daughter's misbehaving. I'm going to spank her and show her I mean business and sit your rear end back down in there. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's people out in the world, that they're all, that's all they live for, is to try to straighten you out and get in your business. They can't handle their own business, but they're going to come up there and get into your business. And they don't know God's word. We're living in a society full of wicked people calling evil good and good evil. And they try to get into your business. And you're trying to do what God wants you to do with your children so they won't be heathens. They won't be in prison. They won't be undisciplined. And as you try to raise your child in discipline, the world wants to tell you, no, 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 you can't do it that way. You've got to put them in time out. I'm here to tell you, time out never worked for Brother Keegan. I have way too much of an imagination. You put me in time out, I just imagine things. And just imagine what evil thing I'm going to do next. It doesn't work. Time out doesn't. Now, now time out might have worked for some kids. And it might work for some kids. But there comes a time you're going to have to spank them. And I'm not saying you've got to beat them. I'm not saying you've got to whip them until they're just about bloody and blue. I'm just telling them you've got to show them with some discipline the rod that they need to see. God says you need to use it. Withhold not correction from the child. If thou beatest him with the rod, he shall not die. Nobody's died. You don't worry about that. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. The Bible says when you're spanking him, you're delivering his soul from hell. You're keeping him from being a convict. You're keeping him from being a criminal. You're keeping him from being a heathen. That's why we have a world full of criminals and convicts and heathens. Nobody spanked them. Nobody told them no. They will tell them when you go to training for daycare, they'll tell them daycare workers when they go to training, when they're one and two years old, don't you use the word no. You don't tell a kid no. They'll tell them that. They teach them that. You don't tell a kid no at that younger age. Man, I think that's the first word I learned was no. Man, when I was a, <laughs> when I was a little kid, uh, there was a piano in my aunt's house, and I go, she loves to tell this story. I think she told my wife this story. She loves to tell how much of a heathen I was when I was a little kid. And I would go and play on that, go play on that piano, you know, mess with it. Now you know why I can't play the piano nowadays. And she would go in there and say, Keegan, leave the piano alone. And she would take my hand, and she would beat my hand and spank my hand, and she would wait, and what would happen? After a while, she'd be in there, and she'd hear, ding, 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 ding. Well, little Keegan got back in there and was playing with the piano again. She had to go in there and beat me again. And I needed it. I had to know, don't be doing that. That's what I needed to know. Thou shalt beat him with the rod and shalt deliver his soul from hell. The importance of spanking is you're trying to learn, let them know that there's a punishment coming for things that you do are wrong. That's what spankings do. That's what correction does. 
It shows a young kid that when I do things that I'm not supposed to do, there's a payday. And God has it set up in a family system where he's showing you, he wants you to show as a father and as a good family that you need to show that there is a payday coming when you do things that are wrong. Because see, if you live your life, nobody telling you no, and you never getting corrected, you're going to end up in prison. And when you leave this world, you're going to end up in hell. Because there is a hell. And there's a hell coming for you if you don't get things straightened out. And you don't do what's right. God's going to have to make you pay. And just like a good father, if you love your children, you're going to spank them and going to try to deliver their soul from hell. Look at chapter 19. Chapter 19, verse 18. If you watch TV and these psychologists, you see anything that they say, you can just pretty much get bad they're going against what God has to say. And that's why I'm, such a, so, I'm so against them. And I don't trust none of them because they're ungodly. And they go against everything God says. I've heard, I had a lady tell me, I don't think it's right to teach your kid to say no ma'am and yes ma'am and yes sir no sir. I just looked at her like, you're an idiot. What's wrong with that? Well, I don't think you should make them. It's just something weird about that. Yeah, it's called discipline. It's called respect. Amen. You know, that's what's so weird about it to you because you don't respect nobody. And you don't want to teach your kids to respect anybody. It's called respect. And when you have somebody that's above you, that's older than you, you, according to the Bible, according to any kind of good common sense, you should show them respect. We go, you go through a fast food restaurant, I know a lot of y'all do, and you go through the drive-thru, and there's some young kid there, and they don't even say thank you to you. Much less yes ma'am, no ma'am. They just hand you your stuff and turn around and walk off. They don't say thank you or nothing. Most nine times out of ten, you don't get that. They don't have no respect for elders. None. There's nothing wrong with teaching your kids this stuff. Look at 18. Chasten thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. Yeah, they're going to cry. Yeah, they're not going to like it. But don't, don't spare it. Keep on spanking them while there's hope. You can't wait to spank your kid when he's 12, 13, 14 years old. It's way too late. Let me tell you something about raising a kid because I've raised one. And I've been around a lot of kids being raised. If you will start at a young age and spank your kid like God tells you to do, when they get older, you're not going to have to spank them. You hear me? When you spank your kid when they're young and you get them straightened out while there's hope, chasing that son while there's hope, while there's hope, you straighten them out when they're young, you won't have to spank them all the time. And look, let not thy soul spare for his crying. He's going to cry. When I would get a spanking when I was young, I would cry like I was being tortured. I put on a big show because I really wanted people to know that I was being hit hard. Because you know, in my mind, I think, if, you know, if the louder I yell, then maybe he'll let off of me because, you know, I'm getting spanked so hard. You know, that, you know, it's maybe too hard. But see, I grew up around people who say, you want me to give you something to cry about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want me to give you something to cry about? And let me tell you something to y'all ladies. Some of, I've seen this a lot of times in my, in my family. A lot of the ladies say, y'all, stop doing that, 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 stop doing that. And after about the hundred, stop doing that. It's like, just shut up and spank them. <laughs> Your mouth running all the time is a lot worse than you just whipping that kid and getting it out of, getting it out of the way. Don't just, you know, just say, hey, come over here and just whip them. Chasing thy son while there is hope, and let not thy soul spare for his crying. They're going to cry. Look at Proverbs 29. Proverbs 29, verse 15. The rod and reproof give wisdom. It gives wisdom to a kid. But a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. When you raise your children and you don't spank them, you don't show them any kind of discipline, they're going to bring you to shame. They're going to shame you in the end. It is. You're going to be in Walmart, and you're not going to have no way to keep that kid from yelling and screaming. They're going to shame you. I've seen it over and over and over again. 
where a parent don't know how to handle a kid. And I've been, and I'll tell you who knows how to raise kids a lot of times is a black woman. Yeah. Those black women, they're not like you. Some of y'all white women is like, well, I would never do that to my children. You know, you see them black women right in the middle of Walmart, just whack a whack a whack, just wailing on that black kid. Yes, mama, yes, mama, yes, mama. That's the way it should be done. I tell you what, though, I've been in, <laughs> I've been in certain places where some kids are misbehaving, and that parent just gives them that look. And that kid just whoops, zips it up. And I know that look isn't, I'm about to send you to time out, sweetie. That's not the look they're giving them. It's like, when I get you out to the car, I will kill you. If you're lucky, you might live. That's the kind of fear you need to have. That's the kind of fear you need to have for your parents. You need to have a fear of God. Child needs to have a healthy fear of their parents, that there's discipline coming. And if you do that, you'll give them wisdom. Verse 15, the rod and, re- and reproof give wisdom. You'll give them wisdom. But a child left to himself bringeth his mother shame. You know, I was in, uh, I've told a story before up here, but I was up in Lampasas at a Chinese restaurant, and uh, there was this kid up there, and he was screaming and screaming and screaming and screaming, and the only reason he was screaming was because his voice was echoing in this building, and the parents were letting him get away, and yet everyone, I think I heard the mom say, well, you stop that, you know, just kind of half-heartedly, and the kid's obnoxious, getting on everybody's nerves, and the owner of the restaurant, the, the Chinese lady, the look on her face was death, murder. She, wants, she would look at that kid and just stare at him like, I, just, I, I knew a man that something bad's about to happen. And I'll never forget if I lived to be 100 years old, I went over to the buffet table, and I was the only one at the buffet table, and it was close to the door to go back into the kitchen. And I, she goes through that door and slams through that door, and I heard her go, just like that. I don't know Chinese, but I know she wasn't saying, it's such a wonderful day today. I can't wait to go outside and see the beautiful sunshine. And nobody had to give me an interpretation of what she was talking about. I knew exactly what she was screaming at her husband about. It wasn't anything but that little kid out there. Somebody needed to whip that kid. It was bringing shame to the mom. It was. was. Let to himself bringeth his mother to shame. Look at verse 17 of the same chapter. Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall give delight unto thy soul. You You want to have some kids that you love and that give you a great delight, you need to spank them. You need to spank them young, you need, to, you need to discipline them, and you'll have a great delight in your kids when they get older. You won't be ashamed of them. That's biblical. That's Bible right there. That's what God says. Now, before we move on, look at Proverbs 3. I'm going to show you one more. Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3, verse 11. The reason why I'm hammering so much on spanking them is because I'm showing you there's a lot of verses about spanking a kid, and the, and the world's so against spanking. So many people are against spanking their kids, and I just don't, I don't get that. I don't get why so many people are against spanking. The world's got you fooled. The devil's got you fooled. And I'm here to tell you, remember when we used to, remember when spankings were given out at schools all the time and spankings were given out at home all the time? And I remember that time, and it wasn't that long ago, and we had a whole lot better kids. Yes, we did have a whole lot better kids. Had a whole lot better society. Now we're living in a society where nobody spanks their kids, and everybody, it, it's just, everybody's afraid to. The school has a trouble spanking them. The school's afraid to spank them, and we're living in that kind of society, and look at our kids now. We can't hardly even control them. Which was a better time? I'll let you pick. Proverbs 3, verse 11. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. The Lord spanks you, and he will spank you for misbehaving because he's a good father. And if a father loves his son, he's going to spank him. And if you love your kids, you're going to correct them. You're going to correct them. Christian, you're doing things that you're not supposed to be doing. God will spank you. Because he's a good father and he loves you. And I'm glad he does love you. 
heard of a girl that had a, another young girl come over her house, and she wanted to go run with this little girl. And that girl, they, they, they were like in their teen, they were ten or eleven years old. And that little girl says, "My," and that girl was mad. Said, "My mom and dad won't let me go with you. She won't. They won't. They don't let me go with you." And she was real mad at her mom and dad because he wouldn't let them leave. And that little girl, you know what she told the other little girl? The little girl said, I wish my mom and dad cared where I was. And she left the house. I wish my mom and dad cared where I was. These kids want that love. These kids know deep down that when you're disciplining them and you're staying on them, it's because you love them. They know that. They know that. They really do. All right, let's move right along since I've got everything all stirred up and everything. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6. I'm going to show you a couple of more. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. We'll start there in verse 1. So you need to spank your kids. We've pretty much, we pretty much established that. But look at Ephesians chapter 6. Let's look at the next way that God wants, expects you to raise your children. Verse 1. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise. Listen. The children should obey their parents. And if they're not obeying you, then they need to be disciplined. But if you're a child and you obey your parents, the Bible says if you obey your parents, and God says if you honor your father and mother, he's going to give you a long life. That's a promise. I didn't say your parents had to be right. I didn't say your parents had to be always perfect. But if you will honor your father and mother, that's the one with the promise. That's the one that God will honor you and let you live a long life. Look at verse 3. That it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. There's the promise. There's the promise. All tied to how you honor your father, father and mother. But look at verse 4. And ye, and ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You're not supposed to get on your kids and be so hard on them and spank them so much and be so hard on them that they turn and they rebel against you. You don't, you don't need to be so hard on your kids and so strict that they just go crazy and rebel on you. You've got to give them some space. You've got to give them some breathing room. You've got to let kids be kids, amen. Uh, nothing drives me crazy to see how mad a parent gets when a kid uh, accidentally spills his milk or accidentally you know, has some kind of accident. I'm talking about an accident. When they're not playing around, they just have an accident. Because accidents happen, amen. And let kids be kids. They're going to do some things that are stupid. But when they're disobeying you, when you tell them to do something, they disobey you, that's when you spank them. That's when you make sure you discipline them. But you've got, you got to provoke them not to wrath. You can't have them mad at you because you're unfair. You can't be unfair about it. So when you're raising your kids, you need to have that in mind. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. But look, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Now, how do you do that? The way you do that, the way you bring them up in the admonition and the nurture of the Lord is you take them to church. So the second part about raising your children is you need to have your children in church. That's very important to have your children in church. Why, do you, why is it so important, Brother Keegan, to have your children in church? Well, for one thing is they will learn about Jesus Christ. If you'll get your kids in church, that's where they're going to learn about Jesus Christ. That's where they're going to learn all the Bible. That's where they're going to learn all the things they need to know about living a good, godly life. They're not learning this stuff off TV, guys. I know, I know a lot of people raise their kids by turning on the TV and putting in Door the Explorer. They raise their kids letting the TV raise their kids. And they think, well, that's not a bad show. There's no cussing on there. And, and they're showing them some good values. Yeah, but they're not showing them any kind of good biblical values. Some of the worst homosexuality that's pushed on in society is coming off the Disney ABC Family Channel. That's the one, Degrassi, whatever that show is for little teenage kids. That's got more homosexuals kissing on than any show. They're pushing that stuff on your kids. And if you want to raise them in the Lord, you can't let just the world do it. You can't, they're not going to learn about the Lord at school. They won't let them do that anymore. 
They're not going to learn about the Lord on TV. That's long way past happening on TV. The only way they're going to learn about the Lord is if you get them into church. You get them into church. Now, guys, I want you to think about this, and this is why it's so important. I want you to think about this. Where were you saved? Where did you accept the Lord Jesus Christ? I bet if I talk to a bunch of y'all, the majority of y'all say, I was at church when I accepted the Lord. I heard a preacher preaching. I walked down the aisle, or I was in Sunday school class, and I talked to my Sunday school teacher. Somehow, some way, the church was associated with your salvation in Jesus Christ. Guys, is that important? Is that important to get your kids, your grandkids into church? God wants you to raise them by disciplining them, not be afraid to spank them, and get them into the church. Get them into church so you can raise them in the Lord, they can hear good stories about the Lord. It, it amazes me to get 30-year-old men riding with me at work that have no idea where Genesis is in the Bible. They have no idea about stories of the Bible. They've got things so confused and so messed up. It's obvious they've never been around the Bible, never been around any kind of Sunday school, any kind of teaching. These are 30-year-old men, 40-year-old men. If they're like that, if we have 30-year-old and 40-year-old men like that, what are our 20-year-olds like? What is the 20 years from now, what's society going to be like? If we're allowing transgenders and men to go into women's bathroom, what's it going to be like 20 years from now, guys? Y'all know it don't get better. Amen? It gets worse. So it's very important for us to be diligent to get our kids into church, be diligent to make sure they're getting into church. And I know some parents... That uh, if there's a bus ministry in the, in the community or somebody's willing to do it, they'll let their kids go to church. I know some people like that. They'll, they won't go to church, but they'll let their kids go to church. Import, it's important that you do that. And that's a good thing that a parent goes, you know what? I think it's important enough that my kids go to church. But isn't it just as important for you to get up and go to church yourself? Yes, it is. It's just as, just as important to do that. And you know what was scary to me is I know so many parents, they're so diligent to get their kids into sports. They'll spend money, they'll spend hundreds of dollars to make sure their kid has everything they need to get into sports, and they'll spend hundreds of hours of their time with their kid in sports, but they won't spend an hour getting their kid into church. And that's the most important thing they can do to raise their children. Nobody wants a heathen child. Nobody does. I don't know any parent that says, well, I hope my kid grows up and is, it, it drinks beer and gets drunk and is worthless. And I hope my kid grows up and I can't trust them and they're thieves. And everybody I know wants a kid that has Christian values. Everybody. Everybody I know wants one, Christian values. But they don't want to put their kid into church. You need to get your kid into church because that's the only way they're going to learn about Jesus Christ and learn this book. It's very important. Let's go to the last one. Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6. In closing, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. This is God giving his instructions to Israel. Verse 6. And these words which I commanded thee this day shall be in thine heart. How do you get something in your heart? Well, you've got to memorize it. Verse 7. Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. All right, if you're going to be a good raiser of a child, God's way of raising a child, you're going to spank them. You're going to try to get them into church so they can learn about the Lord. And you're not only going to tell them what to do, but you're going to live it. You're going to live it, not just in the church. This is not something you talk about. This is something you live it. And you live it, what does it say when you're in the house? End of verse 7. Sit us in the house, walk us by the way, lies down, and rises up. When you're going to bed, when you rise up in the morning, this is something you've got to live 24-7. You've got to be godly and trying to live for the Lord 24-7.
One of the reasons why our kids act they do is because we only live the church life when we're at church. And some of us have lives that are church, church lives, and some of us have lives that are different at home. And it ought not to be that way. The way you talk at church is the way you should be able to talk at home. And the way you read your Bible at church and sing songs to the Lord Jesus Christ, that's the way it should be in your car when you're driving around. You come to church, you sing songs about Jesus Christ, you glorify Jesus Christ, and then you get in your car and you turn on that, that music that's nasty, that music that's cussing, that music that's glorifying drinking, glorifying sex, that's glorifying violence, and you expect your kids to be raised right. God says you need to do it when you're going to bed, you need to do it when you're rising up, you need to do it when you walk us by the way. You need to do it 24-7. You need to be a parent that lives it and doesn't just talk about it. Like I said, and I, just, and I mean it, everybody I know wants to have a good kid. Everybody I know wants to have a kid that, that really honestly has good Christian values. They might not call it Christian values, but it's what the Bible calls good values. That doesn't steal, that doesn't commit adultery, that doesn't lie, that's good to their parents. Everybody wants a kid like that, amen. Well, if you want to have a kid like that, you've got to do it God's way. God's way. And you've got to live it. Like I said, if you're going to take your kid and you're going to say, okay, I want you to go to church, but I'm going to sit at home, you can't be that way. You've got to be the kind of parent that leads by example. You need to be a kind of parent that leads by example. Hello, this is Pastor Keegan Hall of Indian Gap Baptist Church. Are you sick and tired of this world? Are you sick and tired of this life that you're living? Did you know that God has a free gift for you? It's the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. Have you ever received this gift? You know a gift can be offered but not received. You can bow your head and ask Jesus right now to save you and give you his free gift of eternal life. Now you might ask, how do I know he'll give me this free gift? Because I did the same thing because I bowed my head knowing I'm a sinner and asked him to save me and he did. And I've never been the same. And this life with Jesus is a thousand times better than anything this world can offer me. Now, we would love to hear from you if you want to contact us at IndianGapBaptist.com. Until next time. Casting all your care upon him.